This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 140. veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I appreciate you being here and listening so much. I am excited to talk to you today about how and when you decide to leave something like a job or a relationship and how you decide as a leader in your practice to either keep someone or let someone go. So this podcast is about tough decisions because these are really really tough decisions and I've made many of them. I hear about so many of you thinking that you want to leave the profession, vets and vet technicians struggling because they think they have to leave in order to have balance and create balance in their life. And there's also leaders that have a hard time deciding whether someone is worth keeping in their practice on their team. So I wanted to do a podcast where we talk about that and how you might decide these difficult things and why. But before we get to that, I just wanna encourage you to send me some more questions. I've gotten a few, so I really thank you, those of you that sent me some questions for the question and answer podcast, but I'm looking for some more before I record. So if you're listening, if you've listened before, and there's something that you've wondered about, whether it's about life coaching or something about me personally, go ahead and send me a question. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook, or you can also send me an email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com. So please do that. I'm looking forward to recording that podcast and um, talking to you about the things that you want to hear. So let's get into this podcast on making difficult decisions. Now, I was taught when I became a life coach and I was going through my life coach training that we should always try to be happy right where we are before we make a difficult decision. Because many times when we're trying to decide to do something, it's coming from a place of trying to flee pain. We want to get rid of pain. And the reason that you might want to try to be happy right where you are is because all of our happiness comes from within. Our thoughts determine how happy or unhappy we are. And so if you don't find happiness from within and you just keep trying to change your circumstances, life will follow you. The difficulties that you're experiencing where you are now will follow you. Sometimes it's something that you need to change about your approach or the way you deal with people. Sometimes it's just getting your head on straight so you're showing up as your best self before you decide to make these tough decisions. And much of the decision to get rid of an employee and let them go, or leave a place, stay in a practice, leaving a relationship or staying in a relationship, is trying to learn about yourself and why you are unhappy in the situation that you're in. Because these decisions are neither right or wrong. These decisions are just decisions. And either way, they can be right. And I think we fear making these tough decisions because we think that in the future, this is going to be a wrong decision. And so we hesitate. We 
sit there and kind of mull it over. And I think the mulling over needs to be in learning about what you really want and whether making a change in one direction or the other is going to get you to the place that you can be your authentic self. So there are times when we think about firing someone, leaving a job or relationship, that we think of it as failing in some way. We hang on to a problem employee or stick with a job that we consider toxic, or we think it's not right for us, but we stay too long because we think of that change as meaning that we are failing in some way. We think of an unsuccessful relationship as a failure. So I think it's important for us to understand that jobs and careers and relationships can end successfully even if we leave or we end them. When we leave a job to find another, it oftentimes is the best thing for our life, but it can also be the best thing to stay. So that's why these decisions are so hard. I know that I've told this story before, but my first job out of veterinary school, my first practice ended up with me getting fired by my employer. I didn't agree with the way they ran their business. I didn't agree with a lot of the moral decisions that they made, the owners of the practice. And I started to tell them that. I tried to change them. I wanted them to be the people that I thought they should be. And I didn't realize at the time that I could just leave this job and move on to something else because I wanted better. I thought that if I didn't stick it out, that I would be failing in some way. And ironically, by trying to stay in this situation and not really thinking it through, I failed even larger because I got myself fired. And at the time, getting fired felt huge. It felt like this big, colossal failure. And I cried for days and I felt ashamed and I didn't want to tell anyone. But in hindsight, I should have left that practice when I realized that they were doing things in the practice and to their clients that I did not agree with morally. They practiced good medicine, they just didn't practice the morality that I thought they should practice. And so what I didn't really realize that being successful for me was leaving that practice. And because I thought that success was in staying, it kind of clouded my judgment. So I just wanna to express to you that not it's not always true that leaving something means failure, and sometimes leaving or firing someone creates a new beginning, and that's what it did for me. So the reason that you wanna work on yourself and look inward before you make these big decisions is that I don't want you leaving something because you're unhappy. And that sounds really weird, right? You're living in this idea that a place or a relationship or a job or even a person you're think about, thinking about firing can dictate your happiness. So I can think that somebody working at my practice doesn't fit, but if I get rid of that person because I personally am, am unhappy, then I'm not gonna open up myself to the possibilities that this person has value. When we think that a person or a job, a relationship, a career even, creates our happiness and that leaving will allow us to be happy, we give away our power because the power comes from the knowledge 
that we control our happiness no matter where we are. And so we can be happy or unhappy just by deciding to be that. So many of my clients think that if they just could find a better environment or a less toxic workplace, that they would be happier. And sometimes that's true, right? You change jobs, you find a different vibe, you fit in better, and yeah, you can be happier. But it's because you think that this is a better environment. And what I want you to do is really decide on purpose before you jump ship that you have the power to be happy right where you are and then make the decision based on the fact that you just want to leave. We think that other people can control our happiness. Nicer clients, a kinder boss may add to your happiness, but you're still going to have things in that new job, in that new relationship, in that new situation that are not ideal. So if you constantly look to other people to dictate whether you are happy or not, then you're giving away that power. So a prime example of this is an angry client. Angry clients are just part of the deal with us, right? Anytime you work with the public, you will have people that are unhappy. And a lot of us would argue that this is exaggerated in this time in veterinary medicine, that clients are more demanding, more angry, and it they naturally are because the demand for veterinary services is so high, they can't find help sometimes. And so we are going to experience more angry clients. But if a client is upset because that their bill was too large or something that they can't control, they can't get into the hospital, you get to decide whether you want that client to create angry in you or unhappiness in you, or you can choose to just empathize with them and feel compassion. You can choose to even feel amused. There have been angry clients that were angry at my practice or me for some reason, and the reason to me was so ridiculous that I just chose to find it entertaining. And so you can enjoy talking to them and trying to work through the conflict. You can see it as a challenge that will help you grow, or you can see it as something that ruins your day. And yesterday I had a blocked cat come in that had been blocked for several days, so he was so sick, and he was only a 15-month-old cat. And so my first instinct was to just be really angry about the situation because the client couldn't afford to take care of him. She was trying to bargain with us. She was trying to figure out a way to get us to take the responsibility of this cat over her taking responsibility. And so at first I became very upset and angry just at the situation. I didn't like that this poor cat was suffering and this client couldn't let me save him because she didn't have the cash. And so I found, found myself getting really upset. But then I was able to say, okay, what can I do in this situation to alleviate some of the suffering and then also take care of this client? Because she was really upset because she couldn't afford this cat. We knew that maybe he would not recover. We knew that this would set her up with a lifelong challenge of keeping this cat from blocking again. And so I really had to pull back that anger 
and choose to try to feel empathy instead. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't stomp around and, you know, express myself that this situation sucked and I hated it. And, you know, I hurried up and unblocked the cat so at least he could have some relief. And he did. Got him on some IV fluids while this poor woman was trying to decide what to do. And so ultimately, I had to change my anger and my upset and my thoughts that this job really sucked into thoughts that, well, what can I do to alleviate some of the suffering? And and then what, what can I also do to help this client get through this terrible situation? And so I got my manager involved and we tried to do everything we could to help this woman, you know, kind of navigate her way through this terrible situation. And I was still sad the way it ended up. I was still upset by the circumstances, but I also allowed myself to process my own emotions and turn this into something positive. And so I felt all the sadness, I felt all the anger, I felt all the upset, but I also was able to show up with compassion and allow this woman to get through this difficult situation. So I, in a sense, became happy, even though it really wasn't a happy feeling, but I became a better version of myself in order to help this woman. So if we need to try to be happy, or at least neutral, before we leave something, before we fire someone, before we change our situation, why would we ever change? Why would we leave a job? Why would we change course? And the answer is because you want to, because you've processed all the emotion and you choose to change because it's something that you wanna do or wanna try, not because you think it's gonna make you happier. So you can choose to leave a practice that does not agree with your morals because it doesn't agree with your morals and you choose to, not because you're angry about it. You don't need to feel like a failure, you don't need to be angry at the practice or the situation. There's no need to regret the time that you spent there The time and the energy that you put into this toxic practice is time that you spent on self-development. So leaving isn't a failure, it becomes a choice. And it's your life. You get to choose how you wanna spend it. You get to make choices and have power. You don't have to be unhappy to make choices. So this it's just a shift in thinking. The shift in thinking avoids the mistake that we make by thinking that changing our environment will change our outlook. So here's a really simple example, but have you ever bought a new piece of clothing, a pair of shoes, a pair of jeans? Because when I go shopping, I think that if I find the right pair of shoes that look great on me, that I'm going to feel better. I'm in a big hurry to buy something because I assume that I'll be happier with the change, be happier with this pair of shoes. And sometimes I am happier in the short term because those those new shoes are great, they're comfortable, they're beautiful, the new jeans fit me well, I love the clothes. But at some point, my shoes get dirty or worn. I become unhappy with them. And then I go look for the next pair of better shoes and better jeans. So as long as I do that, with the outlook that the shoes themselves aren't gonna make me happier, it's the way I'm thinking about them, then I can get the next thing. But what it prevents me from doing is just buying 100 pairs of shoes because I'm never happy. 
And it's really a silly example, but it's an example of how we jump from one thing to another, thinking that the next thing will make us happy. When in reality, we can choose to love that pair of shoes forever, or that pair of jeans, or that situation that we're in. So if we use that simple, silly example about changing jobs, changing careers, moving into a new home, moving into a new neighborhood, we can see that the thought that something else will be better is just a thought. And if we quit our job or quit our career in veterinary medicine, our life will be great, but we'll still have life. We'll still have problems with money. We'll still have to deal with mean people in relationships. We'll still have stress. The thought that we're fixing something by leaving or getting something new is just a thought. And I've had, I have had multiple jobs in my life over the years, and I've started several businesses, and I found that each one can be crappy. There are bad things associated with one, and each one has some advantages. So the change is not what makes me happy. It's the choice about how I want to show up in that new job or business that creates my happiness. When I was a new vet, I always thought that I wanted to own my own practice and that owning my own practice would make me happy because I'm someone that likes to be my own boss. I wanted to be in control of my destiny. Then I bought a practice and boom, I found out that there are great things about being in charge And then there are extremely difficult things. You have to hire people. You have to fire people. There are financial difficulties. There were many times when I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. I had loans to repay. I had to write checks from my personal checking account in order to pay my employees when the business was down. There's drama between employees. There's drama about being the owner. There was huge drama with me and one of my practice managers. There are so many challenges, and that's all part of being a business owner. So actually choosing a different path or a different profession just changes your challenges. So I had great things about being a practice owner. I did have a lot of freedom, but I also had a lot of responsibilities and things that were very difficult. And that's why you really need to be okay with yourself first before you change your circumstance. Because even getting out of business has challenges. So if you feel unhappy in your job, if you feel unhappy in your relationship, a business partnership, in a house that you're living in, in anything really, and you feel in a big hurry to get out or change, I think the first thing we need to do is start to do some work on yourself. Because that urge to hurry to make a decision is just you trying to escape the negative emotion. So you need to really take some time to think about why you want this change, what are your objectives that you're trying to change for your life, and then don't burn a bunch of bridges. Don't knock down everything that you've built up at your current job because you think somewhere else will make you happy. Because changing a job isn't gonna fix it for you if you haven't worked on yourself. So when you choose to do something like this, you choose to make a big, difficult decision, do it slowly and purposefully. Do it with love for yourself. Because then when you have that self-love, that self-awareness, 
you'll make better choices and you won't do it by hurting other people. Whenever I've had to fire someone, I try to do it from a place of love. I try to give them multiple chances. I try to talk to them, give them tools about how I need them to change in the current job. And maybe it takes me a little bit longer to get rid of someone than actually I think it should in hindsight. Maybe that person can't change. They don't have the capacity to change. But whenever I've had to fire someone, I always feel like I've done my utmost with love to allow them to change in order to fit in. And if they don't fit in, then I can fire them from a place of compassion and not just slamming them and not just firing them because I dislike them in some way. And many times when you let someone go, they will come back to you with anger and hate. But if you fire them in your heart knowing that you've done your best for them and for you and given them every opportunity to do the things that they need to do to keep their job, then you can feel confident in the fact that you've done the right thing and allowing them to leave and find something better for them. And you also want to come from a place of authenticity when you're working on these tough decisions. When I was young and I met my husband, Scott, we met on a blind date. And we kind of started dating pretty quickly and we're very opposite in personality. So there was bound to be conflict in us trying to merge our lives. So when we started to become more serious, we started to have discussions about what we wanted in our life. My husband is not an animal person and I was. So here I am, a veterinarian, veterinary student at the time, and I loved animals. I always knew that I would want to have multiple animals in my life. But he didn't think that that was the way he wanted to live his life. He also really had never thought about having children. He didn't want children. And I did, and I knew that I did. And I wanted to own my own practice. I knew that I was going to be a working mother. And so we had these complete opposite life goals. But on a very, very basic level, we agreed on our morals and values. So at least we had that. So we had to have multiple discussions about if we were gonna stay together, that my non-negotiables were kids and dogs and the house. I wanted a house full of chaos. I wanted the whole thing. I wanted to run a business. And if he wanted to be with me, that this is what my life was gonna be like. And so we had a lot of discussions and then he decided that as long as he could have one room in this chaotic house that was totally his, where he could keep his things and there was no kids or animals allowed in that room, that he thought that we could compromise and stay on board with this relationship. So for our whole married life, we've been married over 30 years now, we have had one room at least, sometimes it's multiple rooms, that are just his, where no animals can venture, where the kids get to stay out. So that's what I'm saying is he chose his happiness with me by giving up something and I chose my happiness with him by giving up that room of my house and we were able to compromise. And I would have had 30 animals probably in our house, but we had to narrow it down to, I think the most we've ever had is maybe six in the house at a time which is probably too much for Scott, but because he's such a patient human, he was able to deal with that. So let's talk about if you wanna quit your job. My first recommendation 
would be just to slow down and think about why you want to leave this job. It's going to feel very urgent because you had a bad day. You have a lot of pain from a really hard week. And my brain tells me this about once a week, right? It says, this job's too hard. That person was mean to me. There are just too many patients and too many demanding clients. All those painful thoughts. And they make me think that I'm unhappy with being a veterinarian. They make me think that I'm unhappy with my job. But in truth, I've always wanted to be a vet. I've wanted to do this my whole life. I really do love it on a deep, deep level. This profession has given me freedom, challenges, money to live the life the way I want to live, interest, human interest, interest in medicine. It's given me entertainment, great relationships with other veterinarians that are really brilliant humans. I really do love this job. And I can't picture myself sitting at meetings all day, sitting in front of some computer, just doing computer work. I can't see myself working outside, building houses. I can't see myself being a dentist and working in human mouths. I think that sounds gross. I can't think of myself doing anything other than this, other than being a vet and working in practice, and also now my second career, coaching veterinarians. That's what I wanna do. So when my brain tells me that this job is too hard and that it really sucks, I need to slow down, take a breath, and start to work through these negative thoughts. Everybody was mean today? Nope, not everybody. Did I love spending time with my team? Were they rock stars today? Yeah. Do I love it when I tell people that I'm a veterinarian? They ask me what I do for a living and their face lights up and they tell me things like, oh, I always wanted to be a vet. That's so cool. I love seeing puppies all day, even though most days I don't get to see puppies all day. But when I do get to see one and they're all wiggly and happy, how much fun is that? And do I really love helping people through grief? I love it. Even the lady with the black cat yesterday. It was a terrible situation. But once I decided to show up as my best self, I was able to navigate that with her. So I can still leave my job or cut back on my hours and do it for the right reasons. With love for this profession, with love for my job, and not some unrealistic thought that I'll be happier working at Walmart. If you're ready to make a difficult decision, the reason that you'll know you're ready is that you feel good about both things. You feel good about your current job and you feel good about the place that you're going to go. You're gonna make that careful decision for the right reasons, not because you think there's gonna be some magic joy in the new situation. The most recent example I can come up with of somebody doing this is one of my veterinary technicians left my practice after seven, about seven years of being there. She had been with me since she was basically a tech student, but she always had this dream of working at a zoo. And so she would volunteer to work on the exotics in my practice. She was really interested in all of that. And she recently interviewed at a job at a zoo out of state, and she got that job. And so she's so, so happy not to be leaving my practice because she hated it. She loved what she did, but now she's even more thrilled because she gets to go to a new job and it's basically her dream job because she's making a change towards her future. 
and she could leave us with gratitude for what she got from our practice and also love for the new job. She didn't leave because she was unhappy, even though some days she was. And it's a mind shift. She was happy with us. Now she's happy to be, to be going to work at her dream job. And I'm thrilled for her. She's welcome back at my practice anytime if things change. But I'm also thrilled that she's got her dream job. So if you could end something with that kind of frame of mind, then you'll know that it's ready to end. My job to start becoming a life coach and go through the training and start my blog and start my podcast was more about challenging myself, not about getting away from my practice. So I cut back on my practice. I cut back on the time that I spend there. I cut back, way back on my responsibilities, but I still do basically love both things. I love the challenging job of being a veterinarian and I also love the life coaching. And now I have two jobs that are amazing and also two jobs that sometimes are not so amazing, that are sometimes frustrating and hard. The life coach that helped train me says, if you choose to leave or stay, be sure that you like your reasons. Make sure your reason isn't, I'm trying to manipulate the outside world in order to be happier internally. And if you really like your reason, you'll feel solid. You'll feel confident in your choices. I have fired people and I've known the day that I had to do it that it was absolutely the right thing. And the reason that it was the right thing is because I did the work. I really challenged all my thoughts, why I didn't want this person in my practice anymore and why I did. And then once I made that decision, I could be solid. And many people, when you let them go, become angry and vindictive and they talk behind your back and they lie to people and all the things that are really terrible. But if you're solid and you know why that person didn't fit in and that you did give them every chance to change and be the right person for your practice and you allowed them to leave in order to make their life better and your practice life better, then you don't have to fear all the backlash. You can be okay with it because internally, you know you did it correctly. So you're basically walking towards better and leaving something that you choose to leave. It's a deliberate decision. It's not you running away to try to feel better. It's about you processing the emotion and working on that. Now, when I coach people, I always talk about where do you want to be in five years? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be? Choose to be happy where you are and where you're going. If you process the emotion and make solid choices, you can choose to expand your life without doing it because you're sick of your job or you hate veterinary medicine. You want to go towards your future in growth. When I went into life coaching, it was not because I was sick of being a veterinarian. I just felt like my life where it was had kind of completed a cycle. I had completed my growth as an owner. My practice was large and successful. My job raising my children was pretty much complete because they were becoming adults. My finances were in order. So I chose to add another challenge to my life, which was starting the business as a life coach. Not because I was unhappy, but because I wanted to grow. So it wasn't an either or choice. 
It was more of an and choice. And then when people leave your practice because they want to start their own practice or you're just not the right fit for them or they don't like you, you don't, you're not angry for them leaving. You allow them to leave and you don't get rid of them in anger and you don't hold grudges. It's such a better place to live. Another thing that often comes up when you're trying to make a difficult decision is you get the thought, am I making the right decision? And it's a struggle because you're trying to predict the future. You're trying to make a decision based on what you think is going to happen, or you're trying to make this decision trying to people please someone. So if you do that, you're clouding your judgment. You become more indecisive. So if you decide when you're making a difficult decision that the decision is right, no matter what happens in the future, in this moment it is correct, that will allow you to be decisive without that people-pleasing, trying to predict the future, all of that stress that comes around making a big decision, right? You're not trying to keep an employee to please them. You're not keeping an employee to please the other people in your practice. You're not firing someone to, to please the other people in your practice. So many times we try to predict what's going to happen. If you can stay in the moment, process all the emotion, then you don't need to explain the decisions. You don't have to justify them to, every, to anyone. You know that it's right for you. You know that it's right for your practice. If you leave a relationship, you know it's right for your life. You can make every decision and it's right, regardless of what happens in the future. It's right for the time. So you can choose to stay in a job. You can choose to leave a job. You can choose to buy a practice or sell a practice. You can choose to stay in some relationship or leave a relationship. It's your life and your choice. So tell yourself the truth about whether you want to stay or go, why you want a change before you make the decision. And then realize that growing is uncomfortable and that ability to be uncomfortable on purpose will allow you to grow and make these really difficult decisions. So if you choose to be happy in the moment, process all the emotions and then make your decision from that place Your decisions will be easier to make, number one. They'll also be less reactionary. And don't forget that many of the decisions you're making, if because they feel permanent, are not permanent. You can change your mind. Stick to the new choice for a little bit. Process your emotions. And if you decide to go back and change something in a backward direction, you can always go back. I've had technicians at my practice that have left for other opportunities and then realized that they were happier at my practice and came back. And because we left on good terms, they were absolutely welcomed back. And many of them still work for me now. And some have left, come back, and then left again. Remember that big decisions, important decisions are not final. And then one other thing I want to offer to you about making difficult decisions is it's okay to get advice. Your parents will have an opinion. Your spouse will have an opinion. Your children will have an opinion if they're adults like mine. 
listen to other people's opinions. Go out there and talk to people that know better, that have been through it, that have had experiences. Even when I coach people, I can give them my opinion, but what really counts is if they listen to my opinions objectively and they look at at all their options, practice their own emotions, and then make their own decision. The ultimate decision is yours. You get to decide. It's your life. Whether you change, whether you fire, whether you get out of one career and into another, it's not about what other people think you should do. It's what you think you should do. So get all of the options, think all of them through, but ultimately, Make your decisions from a place of power. I believe that you can do whatever you want with your life. And as I support you doing that with love and patience and honor for yourself and everyone around you, make sure that you're honoring your morals, your goals, your dreams. And if you need help working through these big decisions, reach out for help. That's what I do. I help people get a coach, get a therapist, or even a good friend to help you work through making authentic decisions that work best for you. Make a decision that will grow you and evolve you into the best version of who you want to be. So to end this podcast, I have a couple quotes. One is from J.R. Grimm. It says, it's not about making the right choice. It's about making a choice and making it right. And another quote I have by John Irving says, What I'm telling you is, if you want to do things your own way, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to find a little courage. And it takes courage to work on yourself. And that's what I want to encourage you to do today. Okay, so if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave me a five-star review and send me a comment or suggestion for what you'd like to hear next. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook or email me at jacapeldbm at gmail.com. Don't forget to send me those questions for the upcoming podcast. And also check out my Wednesday weekly words and my free introductory coaching on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I hope you choose happiness this week and have a beautiful, decisive week. Bye.